On today's Spotlight on KRWC, it's our second Tuesday of the month of February. And on the second Tuesday of each month, uh, we talk with representatives with Wright County Extension and uh, specifically the 4-H Department. And Kim Fox joins us today for our February Spotlight. Hi, Kim. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Not bad. You haven't turned into a popsicle yet or anything, huh? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a cold stretch here, but uh, I'm sure we'll get through it. So so good to talk to you. Um, 4-H, of course, um, has been just like every other organization, adjusting uh, to uh, the whole hybrid situation and uh, trying to figure out what uh, meetings look like online and things like that. So we're going to rely on you to kind of bring us up to date here today. How's the uh, early part of 2021 been going so far? It's been going really well. We've been having, like you said, a hybrid of virtual and in-person events. Um, We've had some fun outdoor adventure events that are new this year. So that's been kind of fun. We've done ice fishing, uh, cross-country skiing, and then coming up in the end of February here, we'll be going snowshoeing too. So those have been some fun, safe things we can do outside with 4-H members um, that we added to our program this year. Kind of reminds us that, you know, 4-H, we've been saying this for decades, of course, that 4-H is not just an agricultural-based kind of a thing. Uh, It's open to all kinds of different thoughts and uh, um, activities, and uh, these are perfect examples of some, uh, you know, get out and get some recreation in the winter and and uh, it's kind of a uh, another way to, you know, have kids get with some of their friends and, and build relationships that way. Absolutely. And there really is something in 4-H for everyone. And this is just a really uh, another way for kids to find something to do and to learn about something they're interested in. How's the participation on some of those outdoor things? Is that uh, like per uh, group or is it a collective group or... So kids can sign up, they could sign up for those events individually, and all of our events filled up almost immediately. So they, we had really good attendance, which was awesome. Um, it was fun to see all those kids that wanted to be a part of those days. And the last one is coming up when now? Um, it will be February 20th. And right now that one is full too, but if anyone's interested, we do have a wait list. So if people back out, we could always take a wait list for that. I would think some of those events, maybe for some kids, uh, maybe for more often than not, might be uh, first-time experiences with, uh, say, cross-country skiing or uh, even ice fishing and, for sure, snowshoeing. Yeah, a lot of them. It is their first-time experience, which is a lot of fun because after they go once, they get really excited about that activity, and a lot of them want to come back and try it again. So, Great. And this is for all ages or what? what ages? Um, yes, these ones, cross-country skiing and uh, um, snowshoeing are for all ages. So they can, the kids can, uh, a lot of times they come with their parents or an adult, and we have um, equipment for all ages. So. And where are these held, or have they been held, and, and where is the snowshoeing coming up? Um, they've been held at Nye Park, and um, we've been doing them in partnership with the Parks Department in Wright County. So they've been helping us with providing us with equipment, which has been a a great partnership. 
Kind of figured that's probably where it was because I know they do have uh, some of the equipment there. And, of course, uh, a great, great, um, well-thought-out uh, area for some of those winter activities. Absolutely. Terrific. We're talking with Kim Fox, 4-H Extension Educator with Wright County. And some of the things that have been going on here in the early uh, part of 2021 and uh, the mid to later part of the winter. Um, what's ahead now? We're going to turn the corner here before we know it, and it'll be March, and you've got all kinds of things coming up in March. Yes. Yeah, so in March, we'll start off the month with our Cloverbud Day. It'll be virtual, um, and it's going to be really exciting. Our county ambassadors, which is our older youth, plan the day. Um, it's going to be comic book and superhero themed. Um, and they just have, they put a lot of work into it, and it is really interactive and super fun. Um, you might think, what is a Clover Bud, which is a kindergarten through second grader? What kind of things do they do online? But they really have very interactive things that make the day super fun. Um, so that will be coming up on March 7th. And there still is time to register if anybody's interested. Um, you can either call our office or you can go to our 4-H Facebook page, our Wright County 4-H Facebook page, and you can register there. Great. I'll bet that does uh, get people's uh, attention, the comic and uh, superhero day. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So they get to uh, to kind of choose which uh, superhero or comic book uh, uh, character they want to be? So they'll actually get a project kit, which they'll pick up before the um, virtual event, and um, they'll be part of a comic book group. So they'll be assigned one, and they'll all be the same comic book superhero or superhero in their group. So Fun. And this is uh, just the Clover Buds, right? Yes. Yep. And when our, um, a little bit later in March, we'll be having a virtual project day for kids that are third grade and older. Um, and there's a variety of topics that they can pick from, from jewelry making, watercolors, cake decorating, um, photography, among many others. And that you can sign up for just one class or all of them. And they'll also get a kit to help make um, whatever activity they're a part of. And then they'll have a completed project that they could take to the fair in the summer. Really good. And we certainly hope that by that time uh, this <laughs> this summer, we hope that uh, things are calmed down enough that we can have uh, somewhat of a normal uh, activity season for the summer. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, time will tell. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, March 14th and 21st. And there again, as you said, uh, there's another uh, kit for some of the projects there. Absolutely, yep. So the anyone who registers will just get to pick up their kit, and then they'll have all the supplies they need to follow the instructor for whatever activity they signed up for. Sounds great. I would imagine for some families there may be more than uh, one youngster participating in this, so they can kind of maybe team up a little bit, or do they uh, They each get a kit, I suppose, huh? Yep. So every child that signs up will get a kit for per activity. So if there's several kids that want to do watercolors in one household, they'll all get their own kit. All right. Sounds fun. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Project Bowl now. Um, some of those things are kind of coming to the forefront for March as well. Yes, yeah, so we have 10 Project Bowl teams. Um, Wright County has teams in dairy, dog, rabbit, horse, and poultry. And what Project Bowl is, is it's really um, a knowledge-based 
competition. So youth really dive deep into those categories um, and learn a ton about dairy, dog, horse, whatever it might be, and then they compete. And so youth don't need to actually own those animals. They just have to have an interest in them. And um, for the first time ever, it'll be a virtual event, which will be a really interesting way for the youth to showcase what they know. And then they'll compete, be competing with youth from across the state. It's always a, a really challenging um, event for kids because of the fact that, as you say, they got to really study up and know their stuff because competition is pretty stiff. It really is. I mean, there's very knowledgeable 4-Hers across the state. So um, to be competitive, the kids have to put a lot of work in, and they really do. They practice for hours weekly um, and study a lot on their own, too, just to be ready for competition. Now, the project uh, categories that you mentioned there, dairy, dog, rabbit, horse, and poultry, is it kind of an overall, or is it, uh, is it narrowed down to one breed, for instance? Um, they're overall, but when you talk about, when, like, let's say you're talking about dairy, um, they do, do learn things about specific breeds as well. Okay. We've always been impressed over the years at uh, how much 4-Hers know uh, at the uh, county fair about any particular thing that they're showing. Boy, they, uh, they've got it down. Absolutely, and bull teams are just a really good way in the winter to brush up on that knowledge so that they can carry that on into their project um, in the summer. This might be a good time, too, to give a little bit of uh, acknowledgement to those that uh, kind of help those youngsters to, to study for this. Uh, is it... Um, specifically their uh, leaders of their groups, or do they bring in uh, some outside folks to kind of be experts in the, in the field? So we have volunteers that um, agree to be Project Bull coaches. So each one of those categories has anywhere from two to four coaches that works with the kids um, on that specific species. So it might be volunteers that are very knowledgeable in dog or horse, poultry, whatever it might be, and then they spend time weekly with the kids um, getting them ready for Knowledge Bowl or Project Bowl. And I bet those youngsters really get attached to some of those uh, volunteers and experts, too, because they, they just drink in the knowledge. Absolutely. Our volunteers are awesome, and they really, they I mean, mutually the kids and volunteers enjoy uh, being a part of the Project Bowl teams, and we really appreciate the volunteers because they put a lot of time into it and really make it a fun event for the kids. And these volunteers, are they um, adults that have been obviously, you know, involved in any particular area of the industry for a long time, whether it be uh, the dairy industry or, I don't know, maybe I'm just guessing, but uh, do you have uh, like veterinarians or uh, other uh, kind of animal medicine involved or just uh, folks that have raised these types of animals for years? It really is a variety. Um, sometimes it's just uh, a parent or a community member that's really interested in those project areas. Sometimes it's somebody who is a former 4-H'er. Um, sometimes it's a parent who's very knowledgeable in one of those areas. And somebody. sometimes it's somebody who has a professional interest in one of those areas. So um, anybody that's willing to help with that and really has a passion for whatever that species might be, um, they end up a lot of times helping us with our bowl teams. And refresh my memory now as far as when you get to the Project Bowl competition, 
Uh, is it kind of like a, a quiz-type basis? They're asked questions? Or are they uh, required to do some presentation, too? Um, it's a quiz-type uh, situation, and it's based on how quickly you can answer and how accurately. Okay. So it's uh, kind of the same kind of a knowledge bowl kind of a situation for only in specific areas. Yep, exactly. Excellent. Kim Fox, our guest, 4-H Extension Educator here in Wright County. We're talking uh, about some of the activities that have been going on and still coming up with 4-H. Uh, how about the individual groups and clubs in Wright County? Are they still meeting, I suppose, on a remote basis, most of them? Yeah, it just really depends on our club. Some of them are meeting in person. Uh, a lot of times that's some of our smaller clubs or some of our bigger clubs are meeting in smaller groups for specific things. And then a lot of our clubs are still meeting virtually, um, especially throughout the winter, just because it's hard to do a lot of things outside. But clubs are getting really creative. They've been doing some fun things like going sledding, skiing, um, and just being able to spend a little time outdoors when it's not super cold. <laughs> so um, they are still all meeting. So if anyone's interested in joining a club, you can definitely call our office and we can find a club that's near you. I imagine as some of the schools uh, begin to open up a little bit more, uh, hopefully that lends itself to, you know, maybe a little more safety in um, being able to meet uh, in person, for, as you say, for some of the smaller groups especially. Yes, absolutely. And we're hoping as summer comes around too, we'll be able to do more outside things again. Okay. Uh, tell us about your partnership uh, with a specific community ed department here in Wright County. So Wright County 4-H partnered with Howard Lake Waverly Winstead Community ed Education, and we're offering a four-part virtual cooking class series for kids that are third grade and older. Um, we had our first class last week. Uh, we had nine families with 16 kids participate, and then they'll be participating every Tuesday in February. Um, they get a list of ingredients and recipes, and then um, for about an hour, we cook together. So they learn um, how different cooking techniques and how to prepare the meal, and then they have supper with their family. Sounds like a lot of fun and a great way to get kids uh, interested in getting involved in the kitchen, too. Absolutely. Um, the kids have a lot of fun with it. Uh, they learn food safety. They learn how to cook safely. Um, and how to make their own meal that's healthy, but it's also a lot of fun. And the more opportunities that you give youngsters uh, a chance to learn about uh, healthy eating and get active in how to do some of the preparations, it, uh, it always tastes better when you've made it yourself, you know. I agree. I've been a part of a lot of cooking classes, and youth tend to eat almost anything they make, but maybe won't eat something that they didn't make, so... <laughs> It's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds great. And these are weekly, did you say, or how often do they do this? Yep, they'll be weekly um, through the end of February here. Okay. Is it full? Can people join on uh, even now, uh, kind of in midstream? or? It is currently full, but it's something that hopefully we can even offer in person next year. So mm -hmm. um, we'll just keep it uh, an option, and so hopefully we'll have that again next year. And there again, is it volunteers that are kind of the instructors with this? Actually, I'm the instructor for this one. Oh, so. okay. 
Well, you got a lot of background on it then. <laughs> yep. Give us an example of some of the menus that uh, that are planned, or what what kinds of things do you prepare? So last week we made sweet potato fries and homemade chicken nuggets, um, and this week we're going to make um, homemade breadsticks, um, meatballs, and spaghetti. Um, let's see what else we have on the menu. We have a chicken pot pie one week, making uh, black bean brownies. So there's all sorts of different things. And the uh, kids have the recipe ahead of time so parents can help them get uh, the supplies that they need and whatever ingredients they need. Yep, absolutely. And then um, when they join the virtual part of it, they have all their ingredients, and then we just work through how to prepare them and cook them, and then they have a meal at the end. Sounds fun. And uh, hopefully uh, folks... Take advantage of that. Those that, uh, well, you say the class is full, so um, uh, I'm sure they're enjoying it and, and getting some great involvement out of it. Well, it yes. sounds like uh, a great, fun winter activity list here, Kim. Anything else that we've missed that, uh, that you want to talk about before we uh, call it a month here? Not that I can think of right now. Um, if anyone's interested in being a part of our Project Day or Clover Bud Day, they can just call our office at 763-682-7394, and we can get you the information you need for that, too. Before we go, remind us of the dates again, if you will, of the uh, Clover Bud Day and the virtual project days. So Clover Bud Day, which is for kindergarten through second grade, is March 7th, and then Project Day is March 14th and the 21st. And you do not need to be a current 4-H member to be a part of these. It's a really good way. If you're interested in 4-H, you can just uh, attend these days and see what it's all about. And then you can decide if you want to join a club after that. Sounds fun. And um, I know that there, what's the current count on uh, clubs in the area? I know it's uh, into the 20s, I think, isn't it, or more? Yeah, we have 18 clubs right now. Okay. So there is certainly one near you, uh, and, you know, there is occasionally even new clubs that spring up, too. Yeah, absolutely. Every once in a while we get a new club, or if you're interested in having a club in your area um, and there's not one real close to you, you can definitely contact us and we can help you get one started, too. Great. Kim Fox, 4-H Extension Educator in Wright County. Always fun to talk with you, Kim. Give us your phone number one more time and maybe a a website if people uh, want to find out a little bit more about 4-H in our area. Our phone number is 763-682-7394, and our website is extension.umn.edu backslash right. Okay. Always great to talk with you, Kim, and stay warm, and we'll talk again here in the near future. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Kim Fox, 4-H Extension Educator in Rye County, our guest on our second Tuesday of the month spotlight here on Radio for Rye County, KRWC.